Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. So here's the thing is that many of our clients deal with affairs and there's a lot of guys asking questions about when your wife is having an affair, you know, they ask questions like, how long will this last? How long will she be indifferent, not know whether or not she wants to be in the marriage? They ask questions about how probing they should be. And to be honest, they just don't know what they don't know. And when you've been faced with this affair, where you find out your wife's having an affair, or she tells you that she's having an affair and she doesn't know what to do, she doesn't know if she loves you anymore, she doesn't know if she wants to come back to the marriage, and that's scary. It's scary to most guys. Uh, It's scary to just about anyone because you love this person and then one day you're told or you find out that she has now given herself to someone else. So I'm going to sort of attack this idea of an affair and, and really help you guys understand the difference between an emotional affair and a physical affair. I'm going to talk about the idea of limerence and affair fog. I'm going to talk about vacillation and what I call false positives and trauma. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about what it looks like for her to come back to the marriage, but I'm going to get into a lot of that in a different episode. And then I'll talk about what you should be focused on. So there's a lot, lot, lot to cover in this episode. I'm going to try to do it as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible so you can get the most value out of this podcast episode and be able to take action right away on that, what you learn. All right, so let's talk about this idea of an emotional versus physical affair. So a lot of guys will come to me and say, well, at least it's not physical. And they'll say, well, I know she's not sleeping with the guy but she likes the guy or she's texting him all the time. Let me tell you something. Most of the time, most of the time in my experience and from what I believe the science says, emotional affairs tend to be worse than physical affairs. Now for a woman, physical leads to emotional a lot of times, but if she had like a one night stand or if she got drunk and had sex with somebody or something like that, Many times, it's not as bad as a woman having an actual emotional affair. And here's why. Because an emotional affair speaks to the emotional needs of the person. So the emotional needs are being met by another man, or in some cases, another woman, in an unhealthy way. And when that happens, what she's done is she's opened her heart. She's flung open the doors of her heart to another man, to another person, for the purpose of getting needs met. These are healthy needs, but they're getting met in an unhealthy way, okay? That's why most affairs don't last because they're based on manipulation. They're based upon her trying to get her needs met and the other person is trying to get their needs met and it's all unhealthy and usually it doesn't last. So I will say one good thing is most affairs just don't last. I believe the average time is around six months uh, for how long they last until the shine comes off. Because here's the thing is that when you get into an affair, you're living in a fantasy. So your wife has come in contact with a man or a woman, whatever. I'm just going to stick to the man thing because it's weird talking about the woman like that. She's come in contact with a man who 
really speaks to her heart, who's confident and makes her feel sexy and makes her feel alive, right? Here's a woman who might've already had kids, one, two, three kids. She's been married five, 10, 15, 20 years, and she doesn't feel sexy anymore. She doesn't feel alive. She doesn't feel beautiful anymore. And suddenly there's this rush of excitement that comes in. It's this new thing. It's like a fucking drug. So what she's dealing with is what we call in this, in this community, limerence. Okay, and limerence is the idea of like really being like what you feel infatuated with someone and it feels like love. It's, it's like getting a, a, a high off meth or a high off heroin or something where it's just like, it's all these ooey gooey feelings that you've never had before and you've never experienced. And suddenly, now that you've had that shot, that, that rush of love, you don't want that to end. You don't want that to go away. You're, you're, you're like, hell no, I'm going to keep this for as long as I possibly can. Even in her logical mind, she knows she can't just leave this, leave you for this guy. She can't just walk away from her family for this guy. Many times, even when a woman divorces a man after she's had an affair, it's not to go be with the other guy because a lot of times that guy is also married. So the two of them usually aren't going to break up their families. Usually one of them might, not usually one of them might, one of them might actually do that, but it's usually for other reasons, such as the marriage was already dead, the marriage already had so much toxicity, et cetera, et cetera. And so when they find themselves in limerence, they put themselves in this place that I call a fair fog. And that fog really puts in front of them where they don't know where they're going, they have no direction. They, they don't know what the fuck they want because they don't know who they are anymore. So here's why. There's an, there's an ounce of morality in every single person. I don't care if you're a devil worshiper or a Christian or any other religion. There's morality in all of us. And we know what is right and what is wrong. When we get married, we know that you don't cheat on your spouse. And that's why some guys will justify and say, well, it wasn't actually cheating because she didn't sleep with the guy. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is cheating if she's going to another man to get her needs met that you should be only the one meeting. If she's going to another person to get her needs met in a way that is what you're supposed to be doing, that's cheating, okay? Let me just make sure you understand that. And when that happens, it creates all these chemical reactions inside of her. And she doesn't know what to do with that. She's lost herself. That's why women who go through affairs many times they become this like, like teenage version of themselves. They feel like maybe I'm 18 again and they get to relive those years again. They get to go back to that place again because they're in that affair fog. And when they're in a fair fog, they've lost who they are. They will put everybody aside. They'll be super selfish. They have very narcissistic tendencies because it's all about them. And it's all about them meeting their needs. So what happens is they start to vacillate when an affair has been found out and maybe not even when it's been found out, maybe when it's just still in the process, they vacillate. Part of them wants to go back to their partner, admit their mistake and put it all behind them. And the other part of them doesn't want to do that. The other part of them wants to pretty much uh, act like none of this ever happened or, or act like they're, they're not even married. And they just want to live with that person in that fantasy, that bubble the rest of their lives. And they're just like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could just live here? So they romanticize. They romanticize 
this person. They make this person seem like they're the greatest thing ever because in their mind, they have to justify. They have to fucking justify. So what you see is, and, and I see this, gosh, every single time with a man who goes, my wife's having an affair and she's, you know, saying all these bad things about me and all this. Here's why. It's because she has to justify in her mind her fucking actions and, and make you look like the worst asshole in the world. And if you don't have boundaries and if you don't have strong self-esteem, you're going to agree with her and be like, yeah, I was such a bad husband. Yeah, I can see why you would cheat on me. Yeah, I can understand that, right? And all that bullshit, because that's all you fucking know is that you, you, you don't know what to do with this. And all you can do is go to you and go, what did I do wrong? Why did I do it? One of my favorite scenes in the movie Hitch was Will Smith's character plays this love doctor who's really good at getting guys on dates with girls. They're out of their league. And at some point, they flash back in the movie and they show him as that nerd who really couldn't get dates and, and ended up with this really hot chick and he gets real intense with her. And he's like, oh, I love you, baby. Oh, you're the greatest. And I want to be with you forever. And she's like, man, damn, we're just in college. Like, I ain't about that. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. And all of a sudden, he, can't, he goes looking for her one day. And he finds her making out with another dude in the car in the rain. And she puts down the window. And she's like, what? And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? And in that pain... He's like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And he repeats that over and over again. And the guy looks at him and says, dude, you're doing it now. Some of you are doing it now. You're being clingy. You're, you're trying to save the marriage. You're trying to get her back. You're trying to win her over. You're sending her flowers. You're doing all this shit, hoping that somehow she'll wake up out of the fog and she'll snap out of it and she'll come running back to you and realize that she's leaving something behind. Guys, I'm here to tell you it doesn't happen like that. That it's not a movie you are in. Stop living in fantasy land. I'm not saying women don't come back to their marriage because they do all the time, but it usually doesn't happen because you sent her a bouquet of flowers. It sure as heck doesn't happen because you sent her a poem or some nice text all of a sudden. All of a sudden, every morning, you're sending her some text that says, good morning, I love you, making her breakfast, all this other shit where you're basically just trying to serve her back into coming into a relationship with you, which is called manipulation. Men, I'm telling you, you're better than that. You don't have to do that shit. When she is vacillating, when she doesn't know what she wants, that is not the time to give her flowers and, and shower her with love. And guys will say back to me, but Mark, these are the things I didn't do before. I should be doing them now. No, no, because she's going to say, you're only doing that because you want me back. You're only sending me those texts because you want me back. You don't actually give a fuck about me. So the time now is to have strong boundaries, become a fucking leader, lead your kids and your family, and she will either follow or she won't. I call it the idea of attracting and repelling. You want to attract the right woman and repel the wrong. If the right woman is your wife, she's going to be attracted to you again. She's going to be attracted to this new confidence. She's going to be attracted to this strong man. 
or she's going to be repelled by it. What I see a lot of times is men dealing with false positives where a woman will come back and say, well, I think I want to make it work. And so they'll go to counseling, but yet they still have the side piece. They still have the guy on the side. And I'm telling you, look, if she is still dabbling with that shit, if she still has this guy on the side, if she has not broken contact, your wife is not in the marriage. The second your wife opens her heart, opens her legs to another man, the marriage is fucking over. She has broken covenant. And any attempt for her to come back is what I call a false positive until she is fully committed. I've got a great podcast episode we're going to do after this one on what it looks like for your wife to come back. But know that until she fully comes back, it's a false positive. So look, you're dealing with trauma around this. You're dealing with inadequacy and grief around all of this. And you've got to deal with it. You've got to lean into it. And our VIP program, that's one of the things we take guys through, is the idea that you've been through trauma and you've got to heal. And there's some powerful exercises that we see grown men just tear up and just get some freedom and breakthrough over because they realize, hey, this isn't the end of me. In fact, for most men, including myself, it was the beginning of finding me again. Because when you become a pansy bitch male and you're kind of like this like fucking no balls man with no power and you suddenly lean into that shit and go, you know what? I'm going to get an ROI on my tears. I'm going to leverage these tears and I'm going to become the most empowered man I can possibly fucking be. You suddenly hit a new place of empowerment. Look, your marriage is over as it is. It can survive, but will it thrive? That's the question, right? Will it thrive? So look, until she comes back to the marriage, I'm going to tell you, these are the boundaries that you've got to have. These boundaries are extremely important for you to put into practice, to put into play right fucking now. No more clinginess. No more asking her when she's going to come back to the marriage. No more trying to hug her and kiss her and have sex with her. No more like, oh, baby, I can show you a better time. Oh, you should give him up and come back to me. No pleading and begging and all that other shit. you got to stop it right fucking now. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not attractive. What women want are confident leading men. Men who are confident in their own skin, they're confident in who they are and their own ability. They walk in what I call a high degree of sexual energy. And that is when you have such confidence in who you are as a man, it literally attracts other women because they're, they can feel it in their bodies and the pheromones that you're putting out that you are confident in yourself. It doesn't mean you got to go and, and get other girls attracted to you. What it means is that when you walk, when you, when you are present, you are present. You want your wife to feel your presence when you're at home. And that comes by not being so fucking clingy. It also comes by you not trying to save the marriage. Some of you are just constantly trying to save the marriage. You're constantly trying to make it work. And it's like, guys, it's over. I'm not saying go file for divorce tomorrow, but it's fucking over. Once she's done that, the shit's over. 
What you have to do is put yourself in the most powerful position to receive her back should she decide to come back. Here's what that looks like. You become absolutely 100% confident in who you are. You diffuse the power she has over you by not allowing her words, her actions, and the things that she's doing to distract you from who you're going to be, to make you overly emotional, and you lock in and lean into the pain that you felt so that you can heal, and then you begin to create the life that you want to live, and you go fucking live that. Women don't want to be your adventure. They want you to have an adventure that they can join you in. I'm going to say that again. Women don't want to be your adventure. They want for you to have an adventure that they can join you in. So if you're not doing that and you've made her the adventure, if you've made her your happiness, which cannot happen, she doesn't want to be a part of that. She, she wants to know where you end and where she begins. It's not this whole bullshit of like, we're this blurred individual. No, you're, you're still two individuals. Yes, you can become one. And yes, I'm about unity and, and two becoming one. But that oneness is still two separates, two wholes becoming one together. But you don't lose the wholeness of who you are in that. Some of the things you need to be doing, we use this idea called neutral woman, where you don't treat her like she's still your wife. You treat her more like she's a babysitter or your cousin or somebody else. You're short and to the point in your conversations. So you're not, uh, you know, just going on and on and on about your feelings and how, oh gosh, I wish you would just come back to me. And oh gosh, you know, what's going on with, with this and that. I have some guys that come to me and they'll tell me that their wives are talking to them about their, about their fair partners. I'm like, brother, that is a boundary. She should not be able to talk to you about what's going on in her affair. Fuck that shit. I know there's programs out there, and I'm not going to name them, that teach that garbage. That is absolute bullshit. That is a boundary, and it will destroy your heart. You do not deserve to be talked to disrespectfully like that. If she is choosing to be with someone else, let her go fucking be with that person. Let her go. You want him? Go be with him. But there needs to be a boundary of, look, you're not going to be, we're, we're not in this for you to have an affair and, and keep living that shit out. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Because many times they will want to do that. They will want to use this man as the new like excitement in their life. Meanwhile, you're the, the old steady paycheck, always there for her kind of guy. That shit's got to stop. At the end of the day, if she's having an affair, you don't owe her emotional support. You don't. If she has walked away from the marriage, it is not the time for you to be there for her emotionally. And what I mean by that is she can't be having all these struggles and coming to you for emotional support when she's not committed to you. Why? Here's why. Because she's not willing to give. She's only wanting to take. That's not a relationship. It's a dictatorship. If she's only willing to take and not willing to give, she's a dictator, not a relationship person. So what should you be focused on? Here's what I think you should be focused on is number one, I think you should be focused on making a decision right now. 
you are either in or you are out. You cannot vacillate. If you, if you know you love your wife and you're willing to stick this out and see if she's going to give this up and come back to the marriage, then you've got to be committed to that. And you've got to draw very strong boundaries around what that looks like. What are you okay with? What are you not okay with? How long are you willing to stand? How long are you not willing to stand? Those need to be concrete. They cannot be broken. They cannot waffle. I don't care if it's a fucking tornado or a category five hurricane. They cannot be moved. You have to be okay or not okay with the things that are happening. So standing, let's talk about what that looks like. Standing for your marriage basically means you're giving her space to decide what she wants. And in giving her space, you're treating her like a neutral woman. You're treating her like a woman that doesn't belong to you as your wife. She's no different from a cousin or a babysitter or the woman standing behind you in the grocery store. So you treat her like a neutral woman, you give her space. And standing, like, like standing for the marriage also looks like you working on you. That means that you're not just getting a haircut and getting new clothes and trying to spiffy up and look all cool and clean. But what you're doing is you're doing the hard emotional work. And I'm not talking about therapy to talk about your shit problems from when you were a child. I'm talking about understanding and learning how to diffuse the power she has over you right fucking now. Because if, if she has had an affair and you haven't left and, and you're still there and you're wanting to stand and all that stuff, I can guarantee you she has power over you. And so you need to learn how to diffuse that power. The second thing you need to learn how to do is heal from the trauma you have just experienced because that shit is hard. So working on you is diffusing the power she has over you. It's healing and then it's leading. And leading yourself, leading your kids, being overly focused on where you want to go. It could be career. It could be all kinds of things. That's what standing looks like. And you stand until you're ready to let go until you're ready to move on, until you're ready to file for divorce if she's not moving. I am not an advocate of divorce, but in some cases, and in many cases, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. And that's what has to happen. Look, in our VIP program, this is exactly what we help men navigate. This is exactly what we do. About 65 to 70% of my clients are going through an affair right now. I wanna encourage you. I wanna absolutely encourage you. If you are going through that, to stay tuned because we've got several episodes that we're going to walk you through of what you need to understand and learn to do. I'm teaching you the very same stuff I teach my VIP clients that pay a lot of money to be a part of our program. I'm giving you some of the very intricate insights into what we do. You need to pay attention. Make sure you watch and listen all the podcast episodes in our series, and you're going to begin to see how to navigate these waters. And when you're ready for help, we'll show you how to get that help. Till next time. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.